Welcome to Wisconsin. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. All right, let's mix it up. Woo! I said welcome to Wisconsin. I know you did. Because we're drinking Old Fashions the Wisconsin way today. All I can think of is, hi, I'm in Delaware. Oh, no. I think Wisconsin sounds fun. They love cheese. cheese and they're very passionate other about things. brandy. <laughs> they are. Uh, football. Yeah. Football. Yeah. Cold weather. Fishing. We're going to lose any Wisconsin listeners yeah, that we have probably. We don't know but, anything about Wisconsin. Uh, I was going to say, like, talking like Canadians. Yeah, you know? I guess. Man, this is a big drink. Okay, well, it's a Wisconsin-sized drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What we're drinking today are brandy old fashions, oh, Jason. Nice. So Ooh, this is uh, soda. I can see it in there. Old Bubbly. fashioned finance. Yeah. So we've we've done a few old fashions. Yeah. I don't I'm know how about this. We've talked about yeah. this, but we've never done a legit brandy old fashioned. I mean, it's it's the throes of winter, and you know the brandy really warms you up. It's the it's the month of despair, man. <laughs> it's February. It's uh, there's not a lot to look forward. to. What do you to. have to look forward to in February? Well, there's Valentine's Day, February, <laughs> my wife's birthday. We have a lot yeah. of birthdays in our family yeah. actually in February. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, so we usually get together for yeah, my daughter a just had a birthday. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's fun stuff in February, but it is a long, short month. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So yeah, but I'm guessing this is how folks in Wisconsin get by. By drinking these brandy old fashions. And, you know, going back to the early days of the podcast when we dug into history a little bit more, yep, yep. Uh, there is a contingent out there who is adamant that, this is the, old fashioned, that right? the brandy old fashioned was the original. Wow. And I don't know how I feel about that. I like the controversy. You know uh, it's what? Fun. If, the, if they're the Wisconsin folks that think a brandy old fashioned is the old fashioned, fight me. <laughs> they can just join Canada. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I love Canadians. Yeah, very nice people. Their whiskey's <laughs> <Everyone> terrible. <laughs> now they do have some good rye whiskeys. I will mm. say that. But anyway, I don't know. I'm always afraid. I might as well just have the American stuff if yeah. I can get there. So, all right. Well, okay. What, what we're we drinking got in here is a lot. Little, it is. It's it's a it's a stout drink, isn't it? And it, you notice there's some more colors in there at the bottom that you don't see in the typical old fashioned. Oh, there's that like we make. multiple fruits in here, huh? So if you remember way, way at the beginning of the podcast, we did mm-hmm. the six essential cocktails and they were prohibition style. They were boozy. Yeah. The additives were very minute. So less ingredients, you know, kind of the less so is more. So this is not the... This uh, is not. <laughs> so this might be the original old fashioned, but it's a little bit more involved. So what we've got here today... And I'm going to go from a recipe that I found on liquor.com, which is a pretty credible source for, sure. you know, bona fide cocktail recipes. None of, this, none of these ingredients are crazy. No, no, no. You probably have most of this stuff at home. There's a big difference in that they use brandy. Yep. Uh, but I'll, I'll go down the list as, as they listed off. There's three dashes of Angostura bitters. Yes. Which, yes, that is an improvement over most old-fashioned recipes. Well, You'll see two or I one. Mean, we we cheat. We do. I, I like see two one, and I two, do three. three. Yeah. I love Ten. Angostura bitters. <laughs> I love them. So, you know, we got started on, on the right, uh, right foot here with three dashes of Angostura bitters. Here's where where we start to muddle it up, folks. <laughs> <laughs> two orange slices. You're going to cut two orange slices. Okay. Because, well, hold on to that thought, I guess. Two orange slices. 
two brandied cherries, so Luxardo cherries. All right, I'm good with that. One sugar cube. I know that you like to do it the old-fashioned way rather than I using simple syrup. really like sugar cubes. Two ounces of brandy. Okay. okay. As and expected. Then, yeah, right. <laughs> and then 7-Up, Sprite, or Club Soda. I use Club Soda because I I like 7-Up, I like Sprite, but I want to taste the... I that's, want to taste that's the just drink. more sweet, basically. Yeah. So, I don't need more sweet. Brandy's already pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. And, um, a, and a sugar cube is a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, if you think about it, my wife, just a regular old-fashioned, the way that I make it, she thinks they're too sweet anyway. Hmm. And I, I don't have a sweet tooth when it comes to these drinks. So, And then we have also a brandied cherry and an orange slice for the garnish. So that's that's why we wow. have two of each of those. I see. So, so there's you, one in there. You, yes. So what you're going to start out with okay. is I see. throw I see. your bitters and orange slice, okay, ah. a cherry and a sugar cube in the bottom of that glass okay. and just muddle it up. Go to town. I can see that there's some floaters in here. Yes. Yeah, definitely. There's sediment in there for sure. <laughs> uh, so you muddle that all up, and then you're going to fill the glass up to the top with ice cubes. Pour your brandy in. Got it. And then your club soda you're going to use to kind of top. Top it. So just, okay. yeah, not all the way to the top, but... So did you stir this? I did. Yeah, you'd have to with that. You, you definitely cube. have to. But yeah. there's going to be some sediment and some pulp in there. That's all right. But if you look at our, our uh, orange slice, if you're watching the video, you know, that's, that's muddled up in there in the bottom. So this sure. is going to have some different flavors for sure. So I've got brandy in yours. Okay. I, I mean, cognac in yours. Ooh. I've got br just brandy in mine okay. because we ran out of cognac because somebody got carried away with Tom and Jerry's. <laughs> Not gonna I know who that is. <laughs> All right, so let's try the old Wisconsin way of drinking oh, a brandy old-fashioned. This is a big drink. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, my goodness. That's real good. It is really good. You know what make that better? Whiskey? Bourbon. <laughs> it, it is a little softer. It's, it's soft. not. It's yeah. not as hard. I mean, I don't want to say harsh, but it's, it's not as bitey. No, it's, um, it is a lighter, less liquory drink. Most of it is. I mean, there's only two ounces, really. Yeah. So I'll say that the club soda in there kind of gives a little bit of that prickly. Sure. Like, uh, if you were to make Tickle a rye nose. old fashioned, which I really like a rye old fashioned, you get that prickly, kind of tingly, bitey uh, burn a little bit with rye. Without, I'll say without the club soda in here, I think it might be a little boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. A I agree. Homogenous, you know. Which is, is why the right they have word? all the all the other things in there, the cherry and the orange. You know what? I, that's not bad. You I, know, I really I like it. I, I like really brandy. like it a lot. So uh, I'm I'm not gonna argue. I mean, I, I like brandy cocktails. I, I think that's pretty good. That's not what I if, if you handed this to me. No, I would not have expected that. No. I if if someone poured this for me and then you know, in a a red solo cup or something, right? And they're like, "Here, what are you drinking?" I wouldn't say old fashioned. You know what? It, I it just taste very different. I just started to feel that little bit of brandy hug going on. Yeah, little little warmth in the, the neck love, and chest. I area. love that part. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, the it's other not thing. orangey at all. Yeah, it's really mm. weird. I mean, you can taste it, but it's. I think I, I smell it from the garnish sure. more than anything. Sure. Wow. Mm. Good. Try All right. Hey, congratulations, Wisconsin. <laughs> That's good. I'm not going to go as far as to say that this is my old fashioned. In no, fact, no, no. We're going to have an event here next week where we're mixing up old fashions for folks, and I'm no not way. using this recipe. No, um, way. but it's kind of labor intensive compared to the other way that we make. Yeah, it I mean, too, throw so. a sugar cube in a shaker. You know, that's kind of my my mode. So yeah. yeah, I'm still gonna. I know. I know you do the shaker. I can't get behind shaking the old fashioned. I yet. know. I know. <laughs> it's all right. Well, agree to disagree. Some people are right. 
that's the great thing. <laughs> that's the great thing about, right, we said this about whiskey to somebody the other day. That's the great thing about cocktails. It's okay to be wrong. That's right. <laughs> All right, Jason. Well, let's move on to our finance topic. Today, episode 96, Wow, we've been talking all month about retirement plans and the yep. order of savings for retirement kind of and all that good parts. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Logistics. There. That's a great yeah. word. Yeah. The logistics behind all of it. So we, we cannot lose sight of the goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think early in the year, a lot of folks are thinking like New Year's resolutions. I can mm-hmm. keep these things, make some adjustments. And we you know, followed that line yeah. of thinking all the way up to this episode. So I think it still falls in line. Sure. Not does. saying that everybody listening that made these resolutions and have been following along are going to get to retire this year. Uh, but I think like anything, when it mm-hmm. comes to goal setting and things like that, you have to re- you have to remember the why. Right. And I think there's definitely a whole handful of listeners that are probably like, uh, very goal focused or Definitely. competitive. And I think this gives you some real fuel to kind of think about here. So yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about ways to retire creatively. Yeah. Retire creatively. I mean, that's the name better, of the episode. Better legal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could be really creative. I mean, right. going to a penitentiary is also a retirement plan. That's true. Three square meals a day. We just washed office space in here. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. White yeah. collar prison is no picnic. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jason. So I'm going to let you take the lead here a little sure. bit. You know, when we're talking about retiring creatively, what the heck do you mean by that? Yeah. So I think there's some misnomers about like there's only one way to retire. And I think growing up in kind of a blue collar community, you know, we have a large General Motors plant here. Yes. You know, a getting large, larger, I getting think, larger. From the news that yeah. I heard. Yeah. John's Mayville, which is like mm-hmm. an insulation producer. These, By the way, if you don't know how they make fiberglass insulation, oh, it's, fascinating. it's fascinating. It is fascinating. Go to YouTube and watch a video and you'd be amazed. Yeah, how marbles in Defiance, Ohio. Yeah, Yeah. so but marbles, marbles. (laughs) (laughs) But the misnomer is is that you would just work thirty five years in whatever career that you pick. Yep, and that's it. And then you one day decide I don't want to do this anymore, and you quit. Hopefully, you have some pension and some social security. Yep, maybe some four hundred one k dollars sitting there. Yep. So that's a misnomer. There's lots of ways to retire, and you don't necessarily have to do the same job forever, right? So I think that's a good point to focus on here. That's the perspective we're taking. We're going to look at some alternative ways to retire that are legal. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be a less technical episode, right, Jason? It's going to be less about, like you said, the logistics Mm -hmm. and the do this, then that, if this, then that, if X, then Y, all that kind of stuff that we've been kind of heavy on in the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Yep. Um, but yeah, it is going to be more of a, I, I think the, the word that keeps popping out in my head is why, why not forgetting the why of what you're doing and keeping that in focus. Exactly. And I, I think as you go through kind of that plan and you're, you're making a, a good roadmap for what you want to do, you better be very clear on like, if I'm going to retire at 50, mm-hmm. okay, then what? 10 years, huh? Oh man, is shut that up, plan? man. <laughs> <laughs> that just kind of hit me like a sledgehammer. <laughs> kind of hit you like a brandy old fashioned. <laughs> right I'll my number. Immediate chest pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the let's sad say part is I've looked re- 50 for the last 15 years. <laughs> oh man, the other day I ran into some, I met somebody that was in his mid 40s and mm-hmm. uh, 
we were talking as you know i love guitars yeah we were yeah i was buying a guitar from him sure we were talking about some of these guitars and some of the history and i said well i can remember them putting this here and blah blah and he goes yeah well i mean you're a little bit older than me and i'm like oh well hold on come on i was like how old are you he's like i'm 43 i'm like well i'm 37 he went oh I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. It must be my line of work. <laughs> so again, I think, what's the point? Okay, so you better yeah. know. I actually, And the point, by the way, not to let people off the hook, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. The point is not just to retire because we hear that all the time. Well, exactly. I want to retire. Yeah, but why and to what? Yeah. And so what's the purpose? Yes. Okay. So whether it's like charitable work, clients that are fostering children, mm-hmm grandkids, starting a business, doing something you've always wanted to do that you thought was the best thing to do. Yeah, it could be starting a a new endeavor altogether. Right. So I like, I'm going to have to give credit to one of my clients, but I can't. But one of my clients came up with a great word. (laughs) Why can't you? Because I can't say their names. So yeah, give them credit. You know who you are. You know who you are and you listen. (laughs) They replace the word retire with rewire. Mm, I've heard this. This I've heard is this. this is amazing. Rewire. Yeah. So they called it rewirement. And I love that. That's great. And so I hate the word retirement. Okay. Yeah. So in my mind, retirement ever since I've been in this in this line of work was you die. Well, you know, I I'll as you know, I was out of the office last uh, week for a funeral yeah, yeah. and had a really, this, this was a funeral at our Get church. Get your feels going, right? Well, <laughs> we had a good conversation, me and a, another gentleman that he's a very, he's an old school kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I don't want to say stoic because that can have some negative connotation, sure, connotations sure. too, but he's a, he's a pretty reserved guy. Mm-hmm. When he talks, you, you listen because he doesn't like us. Yeah, he, you know, like like us, we just talk. Yeah, <laughs> when he talks, he has something to say, so you better listen up. Interesting, right? Calvin Coolidge style. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking. We have similar backgrounds. He owns a farm. I don't even know how old he is actually, because I'm afraid to ask. But anyway, uh, so we have. <laughs> He's got similar, a lot of wisdom, is what he you're does to say. have a lot of got wisdom. It. Got it. But we we were talking about work in general. You know, sometimes that's the conversation starter. How's work going? All that kind of stuff. Uh, but we got into deeper things, and he knows that I'm in in the retirement business. And he said, "You know, Caleb, I just um, maybe I'm weird, but I I've never bought into the whole retirement scheme." And I said, "You know, you're right." And I struggle with this all the time mm-hmm. because I am in the retirement business. Right. However, and I think the whole point is the idea of just being idle at a certain stage, it's a foreign concept. And and I'll say in the context of our conversation, being in a church, he said, I don't see where it's a biblical concept. And I said, that's really interesting. I I would agree. I I think there there was an episode that we did about Social Security. Mm -hmm. You know, retirement, quote unquote, is a relatively new concept. Sure is, yeah. Um, You know, starting in Germany and then really here in the United States taking shape in the early 1900s. But it was kind of one of those ideas that, you know, you were going to live 60 years. Right. And the working conditions that you, you lived through Absolutely. Um, just took so much out of you that you be, you became used up at that point. You were deteriorated at 60 years old. And so you maybe had a year or two left where the government felt an obligation to to support you, which, yeah. which makes sense. But now it's turned into this idea that, oh, well, I can't wait to retire and be idle for 30 years. 
which again it's a foreign concept yeah and those those stats on that from that perspective are not strong so i encourage you when you're thinking about your plan hey i implore you (laughs) (laughs) it's critical that you think of what am i going to be doing and what's the point Mm -hmm. how is it going to fulfill me as a person and also don't become like real selfish about what that looks like Okay, just because you're doing what you want every day doesn't mean you don't have ways to pass your wisdom on to other generations and it's desperately needed. Yeah. So maybe uh, stop the complaining about the next generation and maybe influence (laughs) them a little bit. So, yeah. So, one of the first things I think in terms of the alternative ways to retire early, creatively, that are and you legal. said retire let's replace that with rewire okay let's Re- do that okay rewire yourself that. here a little bit is just to save more okay okay so there is a movement out there called the fire movement you, so you're essentially saying how how to get to rewirement faster yeah so yeah if we save let's say you're able to like inc- like be so scrimpy on your income save every dime Mm -hmm. live on way less than 50 percent. i mean some of these guys are saying like 20 25 percent of their income yeah like going back to the the percentages the 15 percent rule the weird like we're way beyond weird territory we're talking like saving 60 70 percent of your income okay so you're able to fire is financially independent retire early yep okay and i think that that's a really interesting concept one that is so different than what the blue collar yeah you know teachings that we've observed but then again i think most of these folks are saying i don't want to be you know a nuclear physicist my entire career i'll do it for 15 years and then i'll be done and then i'm gonna go do dot 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 Mm -hmm. and maybe that's you know start a distillery Ooh. build houses in the third world. You, you know, like there's just so many yeah. things that you can do. I, I think this is a very interesting concept, but not my favorite. Yeah. It's uh when you say not your favorite, I'll ask you why in a second, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it's probably because that is not a super sustainable lifestyle mm-hmm. in most people's opinions, I would guess. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I, I draw the parallel between, and you know, we love the a lot of the Dave Ramsey stuff. You know, when you, you talk about the debt repayment and all that kind of yep. stuff, how, how you get, what does he call it, gazelle intense? Gazelle intense. That's it's a similar re- concept. Yeah, it's all really, really good on paper, but the problem is for the long haul, we're, we're not wired to live that way for, for the long haul. Right. right. It, it's just, in my opinion, not a super... And to add to that whole fire movement, you know, I've heard maybe this is like an offshoot of the fire folks, but, you know, maybe the intention is to work hard for 10 years, Mm -hmm. pile up a bunch of money, and then you take your 30s off or you take five years off and you really, really dig into your passions. Okay, so that with the plan of going back to something else, though, that is my next one. Okay. Which is I'm going to call this the sabbatical rewirement. All right. Okay. Ooh, that sounds like a book. Ooh. Yeah. So this is a mini retirement. Need okay. a ghost rider? Yeah. <laughs> so you do the sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Sabbatical being 
typically one year or longer kind of thinking. Okay. I know there's lots of definitions of that. Sure. So, I mean, technically we take a sabbatical every week. (laughs) (laughs) Not a two-day sabbatical. This is a much longer period of time. Work for, let's say, five years, Mm -hmm. maybe take five years off. Mm -hmm. Work for five more years, take... this is becoming really popular. So so during your surges almost in employment, mm-hmm. you're you're gazelle intense, Absolutely. you're piling up money, you're living crazy um conservative. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So like again, same as the fire concept, saving 50, maybe 60% of your income. So this is going like vacations, working, all of that. This is like many careers with many retirements. Yep, many yeah. careers, many co- retirements and I think I like this one better. It's interesting. Um, the job market has changed. You going to let me take five years off? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> right. Don't make me cry on the podcast, man. <laughs> no, this idea being where you just really put your head down for a period of time, uh-huh. take a break. And I think here the purpose gets kind of built in. The one that is common is like, we're going to have kids for a period of, yeah. they're going to be young and they're going to be home for five, six, eight years. Maybe you want to homeschool. Home you want to be present. Yep. You want to mm-hmm. coach uh, all of their, their teams. And yep. you, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's... I want to be able to get in the, you know, the old class A RV and travel around the country, mm-hmm. not have responsibilities, but teach my kids what I know. That's really interesting. It is. I think this one has a little bit more staying power. Okay. Yeah. Because I think your periods of working could get longer as you get older, which is really interesting to me. Well, I would say that this would be really dependent on the career that you're in too. Absolutely. Are we talking about different careers or yeah, are we talking so, about specializing in the same field? And <laughs> so obviously if you are in a high, in a high demand job uh-huh. career path, quitting and finding another job will be much simpler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but might be harder with five year gaps on your uh, resume. Looks here like you worked five years and then you took five off. I'm going to tell you though, that hiring managers have got to shape up to this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Where the workforce I, is different. For yeah. Sure. And it, it's not the problem with a lot of the generational stuff is people just view this as wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, What's wrong with raising your kids for five or six years? That's something you're never going to regret as long as you don't go broke, right? Well, that would be bad. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, don't make your kids live in a homeless shelter. Okay. Like, I mean, it's just one of those things. You don't want to do that so you can not work. Well, Jason, this is interesting for so many reasons because we, we did not like we do with a lot of these episodes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you and I prepare separately. And then we like to bring each other in fresh and have a real genuine conversation. We kind of did that again here today. And I'm I'm looking at this from from some different angles. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing this mini sabbatical fire type of a program, I guess there's not a lot of benefit for someone in their 20s to be socking money away into retirement plans. No, actually, this would be anti-retirement yeah. plan conversation. So if this is something you think you're going to do, don't put it into an account that's 59 and a half centric, you know, which just goes to show you that none of the stuff that we talk about is actually cookie cutter. We have our systems and we have our our rules of thumb in place. But yeah, that's really interesting. The way you would tackle saving and investing with folks like this Mm -hmm. would be entirely different. Yeah. And I think, you know, even like the traditional mortgage conversation, being in one location, all of that is, you know, real questionable. You know, I read an article on the sabbatical one that, I mean, man, 
I'm just a sappy guy anymore. And it was about a 20 something that want to live with their grandparents for five years when they were at the end of their lives. So as a caretaker, as a caretaker, that was a stunning, highly like desirable, classy thing to do. Yeah. And they'll never regret it. Exactly. You don't see getting to the end of your life and, and, uh, regretting those moments. Yeah. So very interesting. So I I like this one more than the fire movement because I just feel like it has built in purpose. Yeah. Okay. So the next, and like anything, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but like anything, uh, and this, this, uh, rings out Mm -hmm. to me because I can be insanely focused for short bursts (laughs) and that's what this is, right? You're really, really focused on something Mm -hmm. for a short amount of time and then you shift your focus completely entirely to something else. And then you, you keep going back, right? You know, you're, you're, yeah, uh, you go back to what your expertise is. It, if you didn't discover something new in your sabbatical yeah, time. Yeah. It, it seems sustainable because there's always an end in sight. I think for people punching a time clock and going, well, in 35 years, I'll do the things <laughs> that I want to do. That's depressing. That's hard. And that's yeah. why I think these alternatives have popped up. All right. I'm sorry. So, so go, go the on. Ne- the, next. the next one's great. And it kind of fits into that too, which is this encore career thought. Yeah. Okay. Which is simply, I did the nine to five. Okay. I went, I punched the clock. Like you just said, I did it for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'm 50 years old. I'm done. Okay. I'm going to quit that job and do something different. Yeah. And now when I mean something different, this isn't like, you know, I was an eye doctor and I'm going to go be an eye doctor somewhere else. Yeah. This is like, I owned a business and now I'm going to go work at the golf course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something that you have an interest in typically. Yep. One that I heard just recently was going to help my son start a business. Yeah. I was like, that's real fascinating. Mm -hmm. Again, really good use of your expertise and resources. Yeah. I mean, talk about wisdom, especially if you have a good relationship. So, uh, this encore career idea would be at some time before your actual like retirement. Mm-hmm. typical retirement date maybe 15 20 years before the typical retirement yeah gonna, when i when i hear that something i think different. Yep. like age 50 and and beyond maybe yeah. when i hear this i think okay encore career is not necessarily about earning no no so here i like the mentality here is like reducing the cost down to almost nothing mm-hmm. so we're typically out of debt we have we have decided that we don't need the McMansion and the McFerrari and all of that stuff. We are going to live in twelve hundred square feet condo or twelve hundred f- square foot house. Oh, and that sounds nice. I could use the extra that- hundred square feet. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone picks that option as, like from the gate, like you guys. But wait, am I on car retired? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is a bad dream. <laughs> no, uh, so these these folks are in the at the point where they're like. I'm going to give up maybe some of the the reaching for what is perceived as success yeah. and go work at the bakery. I love it. So I love it. Real that's real rewirement to me, okay? I like it. Yeah, and so the last one I just want to mention is generating alternative income sources and this is like a passive mm-hmm. income source, farmland, real estate. If you build that up over 30 years in conjunction with your retirement savings, you might just show up at like age 50 and be like, I got more income on that side of the fence than I do in my paycheck. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. And so that one I don't want to dismiss. You know, this might be like self-serve car washes, laundry mats, things like that that are just like kind of 
like bread and butter income sources. My my brother-in-law always says the things that are still making money while you're sleeping. Yeah. 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 Those passive income sources that are going to just help support you when you're at that point where you're like, I want to do something different. So, And those might be some of the, the outlets that you use instead of a typical retirement account or something like yeah. that. If yeah. you're if you are looking at uh, retiring creatively, sure, you might put more money into rentals rather than 401k or an IRA or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, that's okay. Yeah. And I mean, again, if you are handy or have a passion for, you know, fixing things up, this might be a great, great thought. So yeah. I do want to mention before we kind of wrap this thing up, there are so, a couple roadblocks we need to make sure we get Definitely. through. Do not forget about health insurance. Okay. <laughs> that is that is honestly one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of people which that's in the which, way of, I, I keep pointing. Which um, ticks <laughs> me off so much yeah. that this is one of the like things that we have to get over. Work with somebody that can help you through that. I mean, that's what we do every day. Mm-hmm. Don't do this if you haven't considered what your debt situation is. Big you know, one. we don't want you to be a slave to the lender while you're deciding to do an alternative rewirement strategy. Yeah, you also don't want to forego that fulfilling encore retirement or that encore career because you've got with daily panic attacks. Service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can do that, and I think we've talked about this before on the podcast that you know you get to the point where you don't owe anybody anything, and in your mind you you can take that step yep. and do the thing that you love, not the thing that you need to do. And find out because you're doing what you love, you make more money than you ever did. Absolutely. And it doesn't need to be at age 65. It can be at age 45. I mean, it's a novel concept that you might be more successful at something that you love. Yeah. Right. But if you get the debt out of the way, what what a concept there. I mean, you're going to be able to take that leap. And I don't know. This is this is exciting to me. It is. You know, there's hope out there for you guys. I mean, you just got to make a good plan and, you know, get focused. You don't have to be normal. No. Normal's not always Look a, at us. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could be like us one day. Hey, <laughs> kids. One day you play your cards right, you might be like old Jason and Caleb. <laughs> Live in a van down by the river. <laughs> All right. This was a fun one, Jason. I liked it. Thanks for having a drink with us this week, folks. It is time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. I just slammed that thing. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, I've been killer. warning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hats off, Wisconsin. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless otherwise otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.